Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church today. Great to see you all. Welcome to those who are online as well today. Great to have you with us. And uh, it's good to be in God's house, isn't it? That, that was one of those things where you're looking for a response. It wasn't rhetorical. It's good to be in God's house, isn't it? Good. Glad to hear it. I'm glad we're all agreed and on the same page. Um, so it's been quite an unusual week. Um, if you've been watching the news, um, you'll be in no doubt as to uh, the type of week that it's been uh, with the, the Queen passing away, sadly. Um, so we're going to pray for the family um, today. Um, also, today marks the anniversary of the uh, Twin Towers, actually, uh, September the 11th. So it marks the anniversary. That's 21 years since that tragic incident as well. So we're going to be praying for uh, folks um, in the States as well this morning, just as we start. But the primary thing that we're here to do, um, other than pray for people, and we're, we're going to do that as well, the primary reason we're here is to worship God. The primary reason we're here is to give glory to Jesus for all that he has done for us. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good to be in his presence today. He is here and he wants to meet with us. He wants to speak with us today. And so we're going to just invite the presence of God into this place. God's already here, but you know what I'm saying? When God comes in power, uh, it changes things. It's also great to have Don Essen with us today from Compassion. Um, looking forward to hearing from Don in just a little while. Um, but Don, we're just glad that you're with us today. And we just pray a blessing over you and your family today as well. Let's just, if you're able to stand, let's stand and let's pray and let's seek God's presence in this place. Father, we thank you that we can come into your presence through this incredible privilege that we have, this incredible privilege of prayer, this access we have into your very throne room. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he has given us access to you, the most holy God, the creator of the whole universe, the creator of the world, the creator of things that we can see, creator of things that we can't see, creator of everything, whether it's material or, or spiritual. Father, we thank you that we can come and we have access into your very presence today through prayer and through the completed work of Jesus on the cross. Father, we thank you that he opened up the way for us to have a relationship with you once again. Father, we know that so often our very lives, our thoughts, the sin that we carry sometimes in our hearts can uh, hinder us in our relationship with you. But Father, we thank you that Jesus says, come to me, everyone, and that whoever comes to you, he will not cast out. And so, Father, we just thank you for this access. And Lord, we just come to you today. Lord, we're praying for this service today. Lord, we're asking that your presence would fill this whole room today. And Father, that we would know that you're with us. Lord, we know in our hearts through faith that you're with us. But Father, we pray that we would experience your presence in this place today. Father, we remember today the royal family and Lord, uh, all those connected to them. And Father, the, the grief that they will feel at this sad time. And Lord, we just ask for strength and comfort and, Lord, just that sense of your presence in their hearts and lives. And, Lord, in their private times that we don't see, Father, we know uh, that they'll be uh, really upset about all that has happened this week. And, Father, we just pray that you would strengthen them. And, Father, as we come uh, to yet another anniversary day of 9-11, Father, we ask for those who uh, will still feel the pain of loss, the, the pain of grief, Father, the, the, the pain of separation, and, Father, the memories of that day. Father, 
we pray that you bring healing. Father, we pray that you bring a deep healing into the hearts and lives of people who have been directly affected by this. Um, and Lord, we just ask that they would know your peace. Lord, may today, uh, for those who maybe go to church in the States, Father, may this be a day where they find you in a, a new way, a fresh way. Father, that you just bring healing to the very depths and hearts of people. Lord, we are here today, and Lord, we, we confess that we've come to church today with things going on in our lives, and Lord, we just pray that we would experience your presence and your healing in this place today as well. And so, Father, we pray be glorified in all that's said and done in this place today. It's all about you. We're here to worship you. We're here to lift up the name of Jesus, and Father, we just pray that our entire focus and gaze would be upon you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Let's praise. breaks the power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger, the King of glory, the King of all things, who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder, and leaves it breathless in awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King of all Thank you. 
Father, we thank you that Jesus bore that cross which should have been ours, that punishment for sin that should have been ours, that he took that upon himself. And Father, every evil in the world that we see, Father, he has come and he is able to forgive and to cleanse and to heal and to make whole. And Father, we do pray that. We pray that many in our day and generation would turn to Jesus and find the truth, find the light, find the peace which is in the Prince of Peace. Lord, our world needs peace. May we find it in him. May we find it in Christ. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord.
Father, we just thank you that all of your promises are yes and amen in Christ. Father, we thank you that he is the fulfillment. Father, he came not to abolish the scripture, the Old Testament scriptures, but Father, to fulfill them. Father, every single scripture was relevant. Father, every story leading and pointing towards the coming of a Messiah. And Father, we can look back now on almost 2,000 years of history and Father, see the impact that Jesus, one man who lived on the, the, the surface of this earth for 33 years, who only ministered for three years out of those 30, and Father, who has impacted and changed the world that we live in. And Father, we've just thought so much about that as we've uh, seen things in our, on our TVs and our media this weekend. And Father, we see the importance of uh, the, the Christian faith, the importance of Christ uh, to our Queen who has passed. And just, Father, we thank you. We thank you that she's in the presence of the King of Kings just now. That, that, that Father, we also have that hope that there will be a day we will stand in the presence of the King of Kings because of what Jesus has done for us. Father, a time will come when every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, to your glory, Father. Lord, we thank you that there's coming a day where you will write the wrongs, Father, where you overturn the injustices in our world. Father, maybe sometimes some of us, even maybe some people today, feel that they've been unjustly treated. Father, that people have uh, just not understood, Father, where they have been unjustly treated. And maybe in a workplace scenario, Father, uh, maybe in a family situation. And Father, we just ask that you would come. And Father, that you give us that peace and that knowledge that you will make every wrong right. Father, there will come a time where there'll be peace on this earth. Father, a time where your kingdom will come in all its fullness and all its glory. And Father, where we uh, will we'll, we'll behold you face to face. And Father, we just thank you for the reality of these things in our lives. Lord, may it encourage us. May it lift our heads when they go down. Father, may it uh, soften our hearts when they become hard. And Father, may it lift our whole being when we feel that we're being dragged down. Father, we just pray, lift us further and closer into your presence, we pray. 
in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray that you'd be glorified in our lives, be glorified in this church. And Father, we just pray uh, for Don as he will come to speak in a minute. Father, share about the work of compassion, share his heart today. And uh, Lord, we just ask that you give him real fluency in all that he says and all that he uh, has planned to share today. May we hear the word of the Lord to our hearts today. And Father, may our hearts be challenged and encouraged and inspired, uh, Father, to be your hands and feet in this world. So Lord, we just pray, continue with us through the rest of the service. May your hand be upon it. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Um, we are going to break, sorry if this is a bit confusing for those online, um, but we are going to break for just one minute for the boys and girls to go out to Treasure Kids. Um, so just chat to the person next to you. Don't go walk about, don't wander about, um, but just have a chat with the person next to you and then we'll come back and just share some announcements. Okay, if we can just draw our attention away from the boys and girls for a second, um, back to the front. Um, just some good news. Um, I don't know if many people have met almost. She's been coming to the church for a while. She became a member um, during lockdown. Um, and uh, Omo has had a baby girl during the week, safely delivered. Um, so that's just some fantastic news to share in the church. Um, so really excited about that. I'm looking forward to seeing the new baby. Um, um, just one or two things that I need to announce. Um, just the, the usual kind of run of the week. So prayer on Monday morning at 9.30, Tuesday um, at 7 o'clock, not 7.30, 7 o'clock on Tuesday night. It will be on Zoom uh, this week again. Um, we have Treasure Kids on Wednesday night. We have uh, Oxygen on Thursday night. We have Treasure Talks on Friday morning. Um, all of these things are going um, really, really well. So we praise God for that. We do, because all the groups are up and running, we need to kind of clear things away. So if you're wanting to volunteer to be on the chair rota, please give me a shout. Or, or Lindsay, who's sitting up the back, you can say to her. We also need people to help with the tech side of things. So if you're interested in doing sound or media or camera or any of these things, we need some support there as well. Um, most, most Sundays these days, we're running without a sound guy. Um, so we've got a sound gal up the back, um, and she's doing a great job, but she's also doing so many other things on a Sunday between media and camera and such like and so forth. So we need people to operate sound um, just so they can do the fine adjustments when everybody's in because we can set it up, and then when everybody comes in, it's just slightly different. Um, yes? Oh, sorry, yes, that's correct. Yes, Treasure Talks is not on this Friday. Uh, sorry, forgot about that. Well pointed out. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so um, one of the other things that we want to run, we've been talking about doing this for a while, is a foundations uh, course in the church. So it's just going over the basics of the Christian faith. Um, if you're a new Christian, if you're not so new and you want to go through that again, then you are more than welcome to do that. I will start on uh, the 26th of September, Monday night, uh, here in the church, and Mary will be leading that. So if you want to go to that, go and speak to Mary. Also, on the 6th of November, we plan to bring people into membership in the church. So if you're not a member of the church, you've been coming to this church for a long time or a short time, and you're not a member, then I encourage you to, to consider coming along to membership classes, which will run after church on the Sunday on the 2nd, the 23rd, and the 30th of October. And then on November, we'll bring people into membership. Is that Okay. Can I encourage you to keep playing, praying for Ken and Jocelyn, and uh, particularly Ken. He's going through rehab just now. Um, it's a bit of a struggle for him. He's beginning to be able to speak. Um, and just pray for Jocelyn as well as she supports him, stands alongside him. Um, yesterday was uh, exactly one year since Mark Hind was taken into hospital. And uh, many, many times he was really at a critical stage. And even medical staff have said that Mark is an absolute miracle. And so, yeah, it's just encouraging that we can stand alongside them. Also, our Heather, our Heather from our church um, is still in hospital. I don't know if you're online watching Heather. If you are, we just are so glad that you're online and able to do this and be part of this. And I'm going to pray just for these folks. I'm going to pray for you as well, Heather, uh, and just seek God's presence in these situations. Many more who need uh, a healing touch, and this prayer will encapsulate everybody. But just before dawn comes, uh, let me pray. Father, we thank you that you are the healer. You are the one who can come and heal not only the body, but the spirit. You can heal the soul. You can heal the very depths and core of our being. And Lord, we ask that you'd come uh, into Ken's situation. And Lord, that you bring complete healing into his body. We pray that you'd restore function, restore his ability to eat, to speak. Father, just to move around. And Lord, we ask that all the things that we take for granted, you would restore to him. And Father, we just pray health over him, strength over Jocelyn as well, as Lord, she manages the, the situation. And Lord, we just ask that she would know just your hand in that whole situation. May she feel, may they both feel the, the prayers of the saints that are with them today. Uh, Lord, for Mark, as he is in uh, a time of rest and recovery, Lord, we pray that you just fully restore Mark. Uh, to complete health and strength. Lord, all the little niggles that are still there, Lord, we ask for complete healing and restoration for Mark. And Father, for Heather, who's in hospital just now still, Lord, we pray that you would strengthen her. Father, may she find encouragement in you. And Lord, we ask that you just do a deep work of healing in her body. Lord, we pray that you just, uh, just do that deep work of healing. Father, bring complete wholeness and restoration. And Father, we pray that you would just be able to do what nobody else can do and that she would be able to do the things that she desires to do, the things in her heart to do. And so, Lord, we pray strength and healing and wholeness over her. Lord, for every vestige of infection to be gone from her body. And, Lord, complete healing and transformation in her body. And, Lord, we pray that she would be that one of these, another one of these walking miracles and so, Father, we just bring her before you. And, Lord, everyone in this place today, every, every person within, within earshot of this message, whether online or, or listening to this later on, whether uh, the audio version or the video version, Father, those who need healing, Lord, we just pray. We reach out to you today and we ask that you come and that you bring deep healing into the very core 
of all that we are. Father, you know us, you understand us, you understand how we're made, you formed us. Father, you know our minds, you know our anxieties and our fears, you know our worries, you know what stresses us, you know what gives us joy and pleasure. Lord, we ask that you come. And for those of us who need that healing touch at the very core of our being, whether uh, physical, spiritual, emotional, Father, we pray that we would receive just such a deep healing into our hearts and lives today. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Great to have Don with us. He's going to be telling us about Compassion. Uh, we sponsor a number of children uh, through Compassion in one location in the world, in Thailand. Um, I think things have slightly changed in Thailand. Um, but Don's going to come. We've known Don for how many years, Don? Uh, countless, 15, 20 years, I don't know. But I've known Don for a long time and enjoyed Don's fellowship. And I'm so pleased that he has uh, been able to introduce us to Compassion. So Don's going to come up and share. And uh, just you feel free to to see what's on your heart today, Don. Thank you. Let's give him a round of applause. Okay. Yeah. I, I might take it off the stand if that's okay. Good morning, everyone. Can I take it off? Is that okay? I was I was saying to uh, Mary there, I was complimenting the worship team. I'll, I'll let you do it. I was complimenting the worship team on how tidy and aesthetically pleasing all the, the cables being wrapped up. Perhaps you don't care, but I, I, I speak in a lot of churches. I don't know why, but when I'm stood at the front and I see the mess of all the cables, I, I, please forgive me and my sin, but I get distracted from worshipping because I'm like, why are these cables so messy? Why can't they just like spend two? Okay, I'm letting you in a little bit on my uh, on who I am. Good morning, everyone. Nice to be here with you. My name is Don. I'm rearranging your stage a little bit here. I work for an organization called Compassion. What I would love to do for just a moment is do a little bit of audience participation. Would you like to do that? Yeah, well, two people would, so that, 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 that means it's, it's, it's consensus. Who in the room is head of the organization Compassion? We heard in the Ministry of Compassion. Hands up in the air. Great, wonderful, fantastic. Uh, using your other hand, has anyone not heard of the organization slash Ministry of Compassion? A few people. So that was two things. That, 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 that tells your neighbor whether you have watched this morning. Fantastic. Hands in the air. And the second thing is that we found out who knows about Compassion. So essentially, Compassion are an organization that work with children and young people in some of the toughest communities around the globe. So we work in places like Ecuador, Ethiopia, Bolivia, Brazil, uh, and of course Thailand, where the church has a number of children sponsored. So I would love just for a moment to, to share a few statistics on what you as a church community, as a church family, as a fellowship have done through your time kind of partnering with Compassion. The first thing is this, that uh, since your partnership began with Compassion, there's been more than 10,317 hours spent by your Compassion children at the Compassion Projects. A Compassion Project is run by a local church, just like this church runs Treasure Kids. Compassion Project churches run ongoing programs that help young people with social skills, help them with their education, although we do also send them to, to schools to make sure they get that full, holistic uh, uh, that education experience. They get uh, access to clean, safe drinking water and meals. But most importantly for many of us, they get access to the person of Jesus Christ. They get told who Jesus is, what he's done for their lives. So there's been more than 10,317 hours spent by those boys and girls at their local Compassion Project. There have been a minimum of 4,146 4, meals provided to those kids, at least 62 medical checkups, and 24 Bibles given out to those children. In the last 12 months, as a church, you've given a grand total of £5,920 to those children, and there's been 14 additional gifts, birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, 
Tuesday gifts, whatever you guys have decided as sponsors to give. You have sent 35, there have been 35 letters sent by your children to you, and it is down 117% year on year, and 28 letters sent by you, your sponsors, which is also down 53% year on year. But what I would say is that I think through the pandemic, I'll be honest, people's letter writing has, has wobbled. Uh, let's be honest, we were all a bit fed up sitting looking at a glass pane in front of us and typing things and, and, and writing things, so we'll let you off the hook. There are your sponsor children there. Can anyone see? Take a moment. Can you see your sponsor child? Can anyone do that? Hands up. Fantastic. Wow. That is your sponsor children. So through the pandemic, I just want to touch on a few little pieces of information. The, generally in, in, in Thailand, this is a kind of global response. This is what's, what went on in the region that, that you guys kind of focus in. Zero percent of the projects of the children have a distant contact, including online Let's be perfectly honest, uh, social distancing and online learning wasn't really something that, that, that has been supported entirely across the developing world. 29% of the projects have been delivered uh, in the children's homes. So the project staff have actually went to the homes of the children to meet with them. 64% uh, have met in small groups with the children and they've met together online and 4% of the projects have just opened as normal. There's been no distancing, there's been no uh, hand washing and blah, 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 all that stuff. They've just had to meet because life has just sadly had to go on. And some statistics on Thailand, 76% of the population has access to basic sanitation. 11% of the children are aged, uh, aged 5 to 17 involved in child labor. And 9.49 uh, is the child mortality rate per 1,000 live births rather in 2018. So a huge thank you for all your support ongoing prayers, letter writing. I think it's really easy sometimes to get caught up in the hype of, yeah, 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 I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. But the faithful, consistent giving, prayers, engagement shows something quite incredible, I believe, as a church. So a huge thank you. And for those of you online, we'll keep this screen maybe for the online people. We don't need to worry too much about it right now. But if you're online and you're thinking, hey, I want to sponsor a child, I want to be in on what the church is doing gosh, I'm tripping over the wire, what the church is doing in and around the world. I want to sponsor a child. You can text, you can QR code, you can do it digitally. Can I give that to you? I'm good with that. Thanks, Stevie. Bless you. Church, this morning, I want to share with you from the book of Isaiah, chapter 54. This is a really famous, uh, famous bit of scripture. You'll have, you'll have no doubt Stevie will have preached from it before. You'll have had a prophecy from it before. But I just want to share with you a few verses if you're able to, team, Isaiah 54, verses 1 and 2, put it on the screen. If you're not, don't freak out over it, because I'm going to read it out. If you have your Bible with you, praise God, you're closer to Jesus. If you don't have your Bible with you, we'll pray for you later. Uh, Stevie was really great. He said I've got as much time as I like, so we'll, we'll wrap up sometime before three. A joke, of course. Before four. Sing, O barren woman. Verse 1, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy. You who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtain wide, do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Stretch your tent curtain wide. Church, the message I want to share with you today is called Stretch Marks. a little bit on the nose. But here's the thing. When you have been marked by God, 
when you have been called out, when he has appointed you and destined you to do something very specifically, you have been a marked person. But not only are you marked, he won't, God just doesn't love you enough to leave you where you are. He'll take you beyond there. And he wants to stretch you out. So today the message is called Stretch Marks. Lord, I pray for the church that we're with today. I thank you for Whitburn Pentecostal Church. I thank you for Stevie, for Mary, for the leadership team, for their, their ongoing guidance, their wisdom, their diligence, their hard work overseeing the works here within the church. And Lord, we declare that the best is still yet to come. Lord, that these have been a challenging few years financially, emotionally, medically. Lord, even right now as a nation, we're going through a time of grieving. But Lord, we know that you are good. How do we know that you're good? Because we just need to look back and see the good things you've done in our lives. Lord, and we just declare that the best is yet to come. Lord, for these next few moments that we're together, give me the, the, the boldness, yet the courage, and the humility at the same time to share what you put in my heart. Lord, what I have got to say is not enough. I need your Holy Spirit to be in the room right now, ministering to hearts, speaking to minds, Lord, and just using this time together to see lives dynamically changed, my own included. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen. I remember a few years ago, I was, uh, uh, I was invited rather to a, a leader's event. I, they said, hey, Don, we want a young leader to come and preach to these le-. This is a few years ago, and I thought, even a few years ago, I wasn't really that young a leader anymore. But So I'm in my, my, my little uh, desk space at home, and I'm getting ready for this, and Kind of halfway through, I thought, I feel like I'm kind of done. Any preachers in the room will know, sometimes you've got to go away from the message, come back to it, go away and come back. And it's almost like you're just chiseling away this, this, this piece of work you're doing. So I went away out to the gym, put my hoodie on downstairs, and we lived in, in, in some flats at the time. Have you ever lived in a flat before church where you have to share like a bin area? with Yeah, if you, you get a few nods. So I came out and I could see the neighbor next door was getting new carpets put in. So... For those of you who would consider the shared bin area, carpets after a few days in Glasgow of rain, it, they'd be pretty stinky and whatever. So in the back of my head, I thought, better not end up in my bins. Very Christian of me, wasn't it? So I jumped in the car off to the gym, done my thinking back. And the big JW carpets or whatever it was, van had gone. And lo and behold, there was carpets in our shared bin area. I thought, I'm having none of this. So I went over. Chucked them up in my arms, marched them over and dumped them in the right said shared bin area. So I'm just about to walk away and I hear this voice. Who are you? Who are you? And I looked up. I seen this, this kind of slightly older gentleman. I said, hello there. And he said, you can't leave them in our bins. I said, I'm really sorry, buddy, but they're from your flat. They're yours. He said, he said you're going to start a war. Shouted that way, I was like, a war over carpets? I'm like, I'm like, war of the roses, war of the carpets? Is this gonna be like a whole, like you start like a whole movie franchise, carpet wars? I was like, okay. Uh, uh, I don't think it will. I'm just gonna leave them there, pal. And he went, I'm warning you. And I was like, yeah, okay, we can do all the way up there. I was like, no problem. So I just went in, up to my little office, sat down at my desk. And I open my Bible, a notebook, and I'm feeling like 12 feet tall. I'm like, show Tim, who does he think he is? <laughs> and I sat down, and I closed my eyes, and I was like, okay, God. And I just felt this little kind of tap on my shoulder. And it was almost like the Holy Spirit was like, who do you think you are? And I was like, ah. Uh-uh. So I went from being 12 feet tall, 
to being about two inches tall. And I was like, okay, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, you know, I think there are times in our lives that we wish we could take things back. Things that we've said, things that we've done, people that we've hurt, three slices of cheesecake that we shouldn't have eaten. <laughs> there are things in our lives that we wish we couldn't, we, we, we didn't do, and we wish we could take it back. It's just me. So many things happen, hairstyles that we maybe regret having. People that we regret upsetting. You know, I wonder if these last two years, we, 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 we still kind of, in the, they follow a little bit of COVID, aren't we? We're still not used to socializing. We're still not used to having people over our homes and going out for dinner and all these different things. But we, we wish really that we could get these two years back. We feel that we've maybe been robbed a little bit. Birthday parties, holidays, weddings, gatherings. Maybe prayer meetings, maybe that prayer meeting on a, is it Tuesday, maybe that is like a stalwart thing in your life. And you're like, I missed it for so long. It's not the same over Zoom entirely. I missed it. But regret in our lives is like this killer. Because what it does is it holds us back from stepping into the next thing that God's maybe calling us into. But the great thing is that we get to decide the stories that we tell ourselves. Your brain and your mind are two very separate things. Paul writes this, that we need to learn to take every thought captive. The Bible also says that as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And it's so often that we look back and be like, well, I can never step into this because this time I went through that. Oh, dear Jesus. Because I went through that. And we've got to be so careful sometimes that we can limit the God of immeasurably more to the God of measurably less and we put God in a box. See, God, you can never use me. Nothing good can ever come out of Whitburn. Nothing good can ever come out of my family. Nothing good can ever come out of my career. Nothing good can ever come out of my background. Nothing good, nothing good, nothing good. But God is saying, actually, I've called you. You have been marked. Sing, O barren woman. Sing, O barren man. Sing, O barren business leader. Sing, O barren retiree. Sing, O barren school teacher, student, worker, man, woman, child. I have called you, so stop limiting what I can do through your life. I want to stretch you out. These past two years, I've been doing some extra studies. I've just finished a, a, an MBA, a Master's in Business Administration at, at Strathclyde Business School in Glasgow. And can I tell you, talk about stretch marks. Oh my gosh, that has been a stretch. The average age of an MBA student, I think, is 39. I've just turned 39, so I've finished it before. I bucked the curve. I was like, I'm going to get it done before I'm 39, and I did. The average MBA, executive MBA, takes uh, 29 months. I've done it at 22 I'm like, I'm so, don't ask me, I'm so competitive. I'm like, I, I want to beat all that stuff. But can I tell you, it has not been easy. It has been a stretch. But I believe that God is going to use it to further his kingdom. I'm like, God, I'm trusting you in this. I'm trusting you in this. This is hard. And I went into it. I was like a C grade average student. I managed to muddle through my, my, my honors. I managed to muddle through everything I've ever done. But because of uh, my ability to almost say, well, God, that was what was. It doesn't mean it's going to be what is. It was what was, it doesn't mean it will be what it is. 
But part of that MBA, I read this study of the Fortune 500 companies. You think of companies like Nike and Adidas and, 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 and Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Coca-Cola, the largest companies in the world, and it was the CEOs of these companies, like anonymous work was done. What makes these guys so successful? What makes them tick? What makes them who they are? And one of the things that it says is this, is that the greatest fear is that they're going to get found out. Found out about what? That they're not good enough. Do you think of all these brands, all these companies? Do you think, man, these guys have got such great adverts, such great advertising campaigns. They've got got billions of dollars in the bank. They're they're great at this, they're great at that. These are human, fallible beings who they themselves make mistakes. Church, there are so many things in our lives that we want to take back. We wish we could filter it out. I was out for coffee yesterday for a friend and I looked across the, 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 the coffee shop and like they're all like, I take pictures of their cakes. <laughs> Taking all these pictures of their cake. Now, they must have taken like 500 pictures each for that perfect picture. But we live in a world where actually we take 500 pictures to post on our Facebook, our Instagram, to send over WhatsApp to someone because we try and fit. Oh, I can't do that one because you can see that spot. Let me just, okay, can't see the spot. Gosh. No, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do, I don't like that tooth just there. I'm going to get that little erase. I'm going to erase it out. Oh, there we go. You can't see that tooth anymore. You can actually get apps for your phone now where you take pictures and you're like, oh, I don't really like them anymore. I'm just going to rub them out. Look, two of us had a great time. They weren't even there. That's what we try and do with our lives though. We try and wipe things out. We live in a culture, a PM has just resigned and not once did he say sorry for his actions. We don't say sorry, we just make excuses. Regret is a killer. But I wonder if if people are not looking for leaders that are right all the time, they're looking for leaders who are real all the time. One of the things I loved about Jesus is when he came back and he met some of the the, the disciples and taught, like so many people are, you know, doubting Thomas. You know, he just doubted all the time. Come on, it's not as if you and I have never had doubts. But Jesus just went, look, here are my scars. He was a leader who was real all the time. And I wonder if in this post-COVID world that we're starting to live in, we look back and you're like, ah, oh, do you know, 20 years ago, Don, if I heard this message, I could have started that ministry then. I could have kicked off that business then. Do you know, you're talking about compassion. I could have, I maybe could have sponsored one of those compassion kids then because I used to be a generous person, but see now, I'm just really tight. I just don't give anything away. I keep it all to myself. You know, see, see that save the children? I don't even phone up because I'm not paying 10 pence a minute to make a phone call. If God has called you and chosen you, why are you not stepping into what he's got for your life? You might say, Don, I'm not the same. You know, my life's changed. I'm going to get found out. Like those CEOs, I'll get found out one day. Someone will find out. Find out. I sometimes put my rubbish in the neighbor's bin. Just like your neighbor. I'm going to get found out. But I wonder if God has found you out already. I wonder if he already knew. He knew that you got it wrong. He knew your mistakes. He knows your past. He knows your future. You're putting a full stop on the sentence of your life and saying, I'm done. It's finished. God can never use me. But you're trying to be the author of your own faith. But the Bible says that he is the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. That he is the, the beginning 
that he is the today, that he is the end. He is consistent. He's never changing. You might have got that prophetic word in 1994. You might have got that prayer in 1999. God really spoke to me from Isaiah 54 in 1999 and nothing's happened since. You know, God spoke to me three years ago, just before the pandemic, March 2020, that I was going to start a new business. And just as I was about to open the shop, Boris and Nicola shut it down. God today is maybe asking you to stretch yourself out a little bit. It's time we've stretched out, church. It says in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, Peter and John were stood before the Sanhedrin, the educated lawyers, the educated people of the law, they understood biblical context, they had the power, the influence, and it says this here, it says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Do you feel like an unschooled, ordinary man or woman? Join the club. Do you feel as a father that you're a failure? Join the club. Do you feel as a husband you blow it every day? Hello, I'm like the founding member. Join the club. But wonder if God is saying, today I'm asking you to speak out in boldness and in confidence, not with an arrogance, but with meekness, meekness for me. The Bible talks about meekness. Blessed are the meek for the will of the earth. Meekness is power under control. You have this godly authority, but it's under control. You might feel ordinary and unqualified. I want to read to you a little bit from Ephesians chapter 11. Just a few verses from Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1, rather, verse 11. There's no Ephesians chapter 11 for the theologians in the room. Ephesians chapter 1, Stevie was coughing. He's like, no, it's not Ephesians 11, Don. Come on, get it right, get it right. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. In him you were also chosen, having been predestined by him according to his pleasure and his will, in order that you, who were the first to put your hope in Christ, you might be for the praise of his glory, and you were also included in Christ. I'm taking some liberties here with the text, but bear with me. You were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed you are marked in him. Now we understand this, for those of us who've been in church for more than two minutes, that Paul was a Roman citizen and citizenship was a big deal. Like you would have carried papers with you and those papers would have identified you as a Roman citizen and those, that citizenship gave you certain rights. In the UK as citizens, you have certain rights. Freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of opinion, freedom of movement. But what comes with that is that you're marked. How do you know that? Because you have your, your UK passport. You're, Walker, you're marked. Paul knew that you are marked with a kingdom mark. And what that would mean is this, that the king at the time or the ruler at the time or the overseer at the time, on the documents, they would drop hot wax and they would have a signet ring and the signet ring would then mark. You have been marked, church. There should be something distinctively different about you in the workplace. Jesus says this, that we are salt and that we are light, that we taste different and that we look different. And you have been marked and called for great things. And anyone, I believe, who does anything great with their life, they've had to stretch themselves out to get there. It is not being easy. Now, we look sometimes at great business leaders and great parents and people who have accomplished great things with their lives and we're like, I wish I could do what they do. 
Right? We, we, we walk up and we look at, man, this is an awesome techniques piano. I can guarantee it didn't cost two or three quid. The church had to work hard to get the funds together to make that happen. Anybody who's got a great car, a great job, a great marriage, they have had to work hard at it. Things in our lives that we want to aspire to that are a million dollar dream don't come with a 50 pence Poundland price tag on it. It is not that easy. And I wonder today if God is calling you to stretch out a little bit. I remember in 2012, God asked me to give up my, my, my corporate role at O2 to go work in, 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 in almost full-time ministry for like less than 10 grand a year. Stretched out. Then two years later, he tells me to leave that with no job to go to. I'm like, God, I've got a mortgage. I've got a wife. How do I tell my in-laws who don't even believe in the salvation power of Jesus Christ? Hey, I married your daughter, but I'm quitting my job that doesn't actually pay that great anyway because God told me to. Stretched it out. Okay, God, i got to follow your plan for our lives. In the midst of all that, okay, I go to work for an organization called Compassion. The job was only for one year. Wasn't really earning much more than I was earning. I'm like, okay, God, i got to trust that you're in this. I then start working for Compassion, and I'm, I'm having one of those moments. You ever have a moment? And I'm out praying, and I'm like, God, I'm fed up not earning enough money. I'm fed up being broke. And I felt God say, what's in your hand? And I'm like, okay. I get my little Excel spreadsheet out. For those of you, I love a spreadsheet. Partial a spreadsheet. And color coding things and different fonts and stuff. It's brilliant. It's a bit like Stevie's cables here. It was all like, per- it was perpendicular. It was aesthetically pleasing. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, I can cancel my, I don't need Sky TV. I don't really watch movies anyway. It's fine. This was Netflix was kind of coming through at this point. I was like, I don't need that rubbish. I canceled it. I was like, this is great. God then tells me to sponsor a second Compassion Child. I'm like, God, you are, you're having a laugh. You are kidding me on. And God and I wrestled on that one for a few days. He won. <laughs> My job at Compassion then became full-time. I've then journeyed for multiple years with Compassion. In the midst of all that, I can't tell you the pain the challenge, the loss, the difficulties. But what came with that, everything's in balance. The other side of that was, as a family, we learned prayerfulness and resilience and trust and depth of relationship in Christ. Two years ago, I felt God pulled me into this MBA. I'm like, okay, God, I'm into this MBA. I'm with you. Like, what's going to happen with it? I'm going to go back into corporate and earn, like, a lot more money than I am now. I'm like, you can see where my mind goes. And God's like, no, 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 no. I don't want you in that space. I want you to just be faithful where you are. I'm like, okay, be faithful where I am. And it's, Stevie kind of knows the journey. I'm not going to it. But in more recent months, I'm, I'm actually leaving Compassion in about five weeks' time. I'm stepping into a whole new role with a whole new organization. But can I tell you, God is in it. And every time he's stretching me out, and he's stretching me out, and he's stretching me out, and he's stretching me out. We, we decided last year we wanted to move home. So this has been our world for the past three months. We've sold our house. We've bought a new house. Uh, I finished a master's degree and I went through four job interviews for the job that I've got right now. Plus we've got two kids. This is all going on. It's live right now. It has been so taxing. The house that we wanted to buy, for those of you who know anything about housing right now, the housing market is bananas. It's nuts. We put offers in houses. We, we were way short twice and then we found another house. We're like, this is the house. This is the house. And we're like, hey, we're going to buy this house. You know, we're not even going to accept your bid if you haven't even concluded missus on yours. And we're like, I'm doing everything I can for like a week. Phone you can look at my phone on that last Friday. I made 26 calls to our lawyer and estate agent. And it didn't pan out. It's Friday afternoon. I said to Margaret, I said, babe, I'm at peace. God has called us and he's got us. 
10.30 a.m. the next day was the, was the, so Margaret went out to the kids to swim lessons, left me sleeping. I think she knew I'd been really at it that week. And I woke up 10 past 10. That's, that's like a really good lie-in for those of you who get kids. That's like, whew, that's mega. Anything past 8 o'clock is incredible. But I just brushed my teeth and I seen my phone buzzing on my watch. I'm like, I don't recognize that number. I said, that must be my lawyer. I thought, better late than never, but maybe missives have been signed on it. So I picked up. She says, hey, Don speaking. She says, hi, it's such and such sales agent from wherever. I was like, we're not getting this house. Why are you phoning me? We've had a change of heart. It's like, I've got six minutes. She says, so you've got six minutes to get your offer together and get it in. I was like, okay. I finished brushing my teeth. I was re- I j- honestly, I was just so calm. I put my socks on. I tried to phone my wife twice. Couldn't get her. And I just put an offer in. Can I tell you we got it? We've not moved in yet. We've not moved out yet. House won't quite be ready for another little bit, but that's okay. But can I tell you, when God is in the stretch, you just got to trust him. You just got to trust him. You just got to trust him. And you may be sat there saying, Don, I can't do this. I've got too much on my plate. I can't cope. It's too much. I wonder if you were never meant to cope. I wonder if it was never meant to be on your plate. I wonder if it was meant to be on God's. You say, God, I've got to trust you more. I've got to trust you more. Or maybe you've just got to start asking for a bigger plate. God, give me bigger capacity. I need more capacity to do this thing. You're like, Don, how do you make the time for that? Well, I don't really watch much Netflix, and I don't spend four hours a day on social media. Scroll my life away. Scroll, 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 scroll. I'm like, I'm focused on what I believe God has asked me to do. And you may feel on many levels that your time has passed and that the best is behind you. That is not what has happened. God is a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, infinite chances. And sometimes as Christians, we make God look a little bit schizophrenic. It's like God told me to go and move to Greenock. And when I'm in Greenock, I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. Firstly, I'm not really sure why God would ask anyone to move to Greenock. That's a different story. (laughs) But if he said it, He's with you. He's got you. You're in the palm of his hand. I think on some levels, we're all kind of control freaks a little bit. We want to, like, God, that, that, okay, God, that's great, but I want to do this. But the God's word says, and we know this, that in his heart, a man plots his course, but the Lord ordains his steps. What that means is this, that we know roughly where we're going, right, kind of this ish direction, but day to day, it's like, God, okay, that was huge. I got to forgive myself that thing about 20 years ago. I got to forgive myself again. I've, I've, I'm, I'm working on it. Okay, you're asking me to give and tithe. That's hard. I've never really tithed in my life before. Okay. We trust God in the steps and watch what he does. Church, invite God into the stretch. Single barren woman, single barren business leader. What would it look like for you and I if we trusted God again? I sometimes think we're looking for the big glory moments. God's just like, I'm not looking for the glory. I'm, looking for, I'm just looking for the moments. Church is saying, hey, we need help with the chairs. Call yourself the chairman if you want. Put it on your LinkedIn. <laughs> put, it, put, it, put it on your LinkedIn profile. Hey, I've been serving as the chairman at Whitburn Pentecost. Whatever. <laughs> you can help with the tech team. Call yourself the chief technology officer. I don't know. Do what you need to do, but I wonder if God's just wanting you to meet him in the moments. I tell you, we, we, we've not had an easy few years, and this isn't the time to get into it, but I remember in the midst of like the, the worst pain I've ever experienced, going through the, the motions reading my Bible, I'm just like, okay, this is what I do every day. 
and open that up. Romans chapter 2. The kindness of God leads to repentance. And it just stood out. That was like a theme for the next 12 months for us. Like the kindness of God. Like we had random strangers. Don, just go to your front door. We've just left a little package there. Food, banana breads, toys for the kids. Like God just told me to bring it to you. Met a random lady in the street. Comes up to me. Are you Don? I'm like, thinking, oh gosh. I'm thinking, I've preached in this person's church. I've caused offense. I always cause offense. I'm like, oh gosh, I've caused offense. I know you, son. I'm like, oh my goodness, I thought I'm in trouble. Come here. And she's in her bag. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to Glasgow here. Come on. I suppose she hands me this purse. And I was like, what is this? And she said, you were preaching at X church. And I heard all about you preaching. Da, 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 da. And I've not been able to get your name out of my head for weeks. So I Googled you. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I just knew your face. She gave me this purse. It was like 300 quid. She's going on holiday this year. I was like, I just want to get something. But I don't think we can. She said, that's for you and your family. God wants you to know that he's seen your tears, he knows your pain, and he's with you, and he needs you to know that he's with you. It's just like, in the middle of like, whatever I was. I'm a, I'm a blubbering mess. Like, it's like uh, proper ugly tears, like dirt and everything. I'm like, I'm shaking. I just, I couldn't believe it. When God is with you, through the pain, through the hardship, you then start to look back and know. Because faith in our lives is one of the only things that we understand when we look back in reverse. Well, you saved me from that. And so often we trust God with, with our eternal salvation, but we don't trust him with our finances. And God, I'll trust you with my eternal salvation, but I won't trust you with my kids. And I'll trust you with my eternal salvation, but I won't trust you with that business that you've asked me to do. I wonder what it would look like if we were just to shake the dust off our feet. You know, the, the, the verses, and I'm just going to land just in a second, Isaiah 54, those were at a time when the nation of Israel were under a lot of pressure and a lot of restrictions. They weren't allowed to gather in certain group sizes. They weren't allowed to worship in certain ways. They weren't allowed to sing. They weren't allowed to have physical contact with different people groups. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds very familiar to what some of us have went through these past few years. And I wonder if God is now saying, it's time just to bust out. COVID was serious and it is serious and there's no doubt in that, but God is saying, I wonder if I want to do something fresh in your lives. And that thing I spoke over you, that promise, that prophecy, that prayer, that word, it's fresh and it's relevant and it's real for today. What does that look like for you? I wonder if there is a song that has got to be written. I wonder if there's a word that you've got to speak. What does it look like for you? After the Holy Spirit gave me that little tap, who do you think you are? I was like, oh gosh. I then went over to the other side of my room. I grabbed my, I like hoodies. I don't know, people like shirts. I like, it's kind of my thing, I like hoodies. I put my hoodie back on. I put the hood right up this time. <laughs> I went back down. I flattened the seats in my car and I reversed it into the bin area. And I, and I just chucked the, the carpets in. Thankfully, it's still a dry day at this point. And I looked up and I could see the, the, the chap he was looking out the window. It was like a, these kind of French balcony things. He was looking out. And he was like, he was like genuinely just like bewildered as to what happened. And I took it to the dump and just got rid of it. I wonder what God, what little thing God is asking you to do today. What little act of service, what little act of prayer, what little act of hospitality or generosity. I want to implore you today. We've got a bunch of children here. One of the great things about 
partnership that as a church you've had in Thailand is at Compassion are no longer registering any new children in Thailand. Why? Because Thailand has lifted its economic fortunes and it is in such a great place now that these, the children that you have sponsored will see the program out, praise God, but no new children are coming in. But we've got a bunch of children here today from Ethiopia where Steve and I visited. This is Samuel and Dawit. There's a bunch of other children here today. For £28 a month, you could transform the life of someone else. And that's a stretch for many people. But for many of us, we're like, God, can you use me? God, I want to do something. I honestly think it's in the simplest little acts like this of faithfulness that God can do life, life transformation in your life and the life of someone else as well. But it might not be sponsoring a child, and I don't want to over-labor that. You want to sponsor? Come and chat with me. How does it work? How, how does this happen? How do you write letters? Do they see our faces? Do we do pictures? Blah, blah, blah. Come and ask me these questions. Does it even work? Can I trust you or 28 quid a month? Come and see me. And there might be something else. There might be someone in this room that you've got to invite over your home for dinner. Because before COVID, every Sunday, your table was full. Or I wonder if there's someone in your world who just needs to know that you love them and that you're proud of them and that you care for them. I wonder if you've got to become the chairman of Whitburn Pentecostal Church. What is it for you? Can I challenge you, church? Don't leave here today. And for this just to be another church service, ah, keep it church, did the thing. You know, hurry up, Don, my slow cooker's on, I'll be ready at 12.45. Like, let's not do that. Let's just not go through the motions. Let's actually be a people who respond to God's word and step out in faith. And actually, when we are stretched out, we do, there are stretch marks in our lives. Have a little think right now. Is there anyone in your world or anyone that you can think of that has done something significant for God or something significant with their lives where you can't see the fact, man, they've been marked and they've been stretched in that? I can't think of anyone in my world. Let me pray with you, church. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for Stevie. We thank you for Mary, the rest of the team. Lord, we thank you for the faithfulness of this church and its giving towards the, the work of compassion. Lord, if, if individuals in the room or online decide they want to sponsor, praise God. We pray that they engage with that today. They won't leave here and, and oh, should I, shouldn't I, debating it for months. But Lord, equally, if there's other things in people's lives, oh, hey, actually, I've got to get that ministry kicked back off again. And actually, do you know what? I used to be such an encouraging person. I became so negative that we start speaking words of life and encouragement and of zeal and a focus on other people's lives and say, hey, you're doing such a great job. I want to thank you for that. But whatever it is that we have within our power to do, what is in our hands, Lord, I declare that we would not leave this place without stepping into it. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Bless you, church. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Um, and just for all those who are from Greenock and you're online just now, we do apologise. Um, we'll, we'll sort it out later. Um, but it's good to be in God's house. I hope you've been challenged by what you heard today. I have been and encouraged, Don. Um, and I can vouch for what Don's saying. He really loves uh, the things that he believes. Um, maybe you've never made a decision to become a Christian today. Maybe somebody's online and you've never done that. Maybe the stretch for you is to take that step of faith and to trust in Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. We're going to say a little prayer. Um, we do this often most Sundays. And if you've never prayed a prayer to invite Jesus into your heart, maybe the first stretch for you is to do that today. So let's bow our heads just as we finish off today. I know time is marching on. Father, we just come before you today. And Lord, we acknowledge that Jesus is the King of kings, the Lord of all lords. 
And Father, we just ask that you would come and presence yourself in this moment. Father, maybe there's somebody in here today who's never taken that stretch, that first step to invite you into their lives. And Lord, I pray that today would be the day for them. Maybe somebody online, maybe somebody who listens to this message um, long after it's been preached. And so, Father, we just ask that you cause faith to be stirred in hearts today. And if you've never prayed that prayer, then just pray this simple little prayer after me. Just pray it into your heart. And once you've done it, go and speak to somebody. Tell them that you've done it and uh, get them to pray with you and uh, just really invite Jesus into your life. It's really simple. Here's how it goes. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he came, that he died on a cross to give me new life, to give me a fresh start, to forgive me, to make me clean, and to confer value in me. And I thank you for that work. Come into my heart today. Make me clean. Help me to live for you. Help me to be stretched that my life may be changed and give glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, then come and speak to somebody today. Um, just so good to be in church today. Glad that you've been with us, Don. And we just pray blessing on you and Margaret and the family. And uh, the Lord bless you as you go into this week. Whatever it holds for you, may you know his presence and his provision. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you.